Let's talk some more about that subject with David Garrity back with us, president at BT Block and chief market strategist at Laidlaw Wealth Management. So, David, usually when you're here, you're talking some of the macro news flow around the economy or a little crypto here and there. Walk me through why the big report on cybersecurity. Sure, Oliver. I mean, the, the story is shortly this, is that cybercrime is estimated to be about a $1.1 trillion burden on the economy globally. Uh, that's about 1.3% of global GDP. It's growing at about 35% a year. So by 2023, this number could be $2.7 trillion or 2.8% of global GDP. Right now, cyber risk insurance coverage is only $1 trillion. There's a big uninsured gap here. And to the extent that you know cybercrime is starting to be such a big thing, impacting Colonial Pipeline and other companies as well earlier this year, we took a deeper dive into our database of 18 billion leaked credentials and basically married it up against the Forbes Global 2000 list of public companies and highlighted about 40 companies that have been most often hacked in terms of their uh, employees' credentials out being out on the uh, dark web. And as a result, uh, we calculated a value at risk for this group of companies, 40 companies, which had a $7.5 trillion market capitalization. And the average value at risk is about $5 billion. Now, we've looked at doing some you know, research historically about how stocks of public companies have reacted around you know, cyber attacks uh, or data breaches. And typically, they underperform their, their peers and their benchmarks by about 3%, and it's not just 3% over a couple of days, but it's 3% over about six months. So given the fact that there's not enough cyber risk insurance out there uh, to cover these expected losses, given the negative effect on the public market performance of the companies who do get attacked, we thought best thing to do for investors right now is dig deep, understand the issue, try to put some parameters around it and see how it is that people in doing their due diligence on their investments can basically talk to managements and see what they're doing about cybersecurity. What are they doing to up their game to make themselves less vulnerable? Hmm. To the extent that we have this risk, it's a market issue. And uh, David, the companies uh, that you determine that uh, evaluate risk, these are publicly traded uh, companies around the world here in the US. So what was that sample set again? And the sample set was based off of the Forbes. They annually put out a list of the Forbes Global 2000. Okay. Uh, this year's list came out in May. Uh, and we took a Global 2000 list of companies because, granted, you know, we're, we're focused here in terms of what goes on in the U.S. But if we look at cybercrime, uh, it's a global issue. I mean, granted, a lot of the tax hit the OECD countries, so public companies that are based here in North America or over in Europe or Japan or Australia, you know, may be harder hit. Uh, this is not just a unique issue for the U.S. economy alone. Yeah. It's a big global one. Okay. Now, uh, some of the findings uh, that are pretty interesting, pretty compelling, uh, just looking at the degree to which you need to have complexity in your password alone. Uh, I mean, this is a little bit off kind of the beaten path that we usually talk about here, but if we could pull it up, it basically shows a table of what you got to do to not get hacked within like a second of uh, an attempt versus like hundreds of years. <laughs> I guess this is a good reason to put some exclamations on your password. How'd you figure this out? I mean, it basically was going through and doing research that you know had others had done. Uh, and looking at what sort of existing uh, computing power was available. You know, bear in mind that, you know, right now you have computers out there who can run through uh, 100 million possible password combinations in 60 seconds. 
Um, wow. So whatever you think you have, uh, it can be cracked pretty fast. And you know, quantum computing is going to arrive, and that obviously is going to compress these hacking times even more. The other issue is is that you know, in terms of just users, individuals, you, me, uh, everybody out there. We're using more and more websites. We have to keep track of more and more passwords. This is a problem. So, you know, my colleagues and I, along with doing the research here, obviously have tried to come up with some solutions uh, that might be useful. So, you know, if people are interested, they can go to gofio.com and check it out further. But we think even before they go and look there, it's important that people understand the magnitude of this issue. I mean, we have run into a situation here back in July. President Biden, ahead of the White House conference in August, Biden said in July, you know, his thought was that the next major war, a shooting war, is going to come about as a result of some major cyber attack. Hmm. So this is an area that we have to be sensitive to geopolitically. It's a situation we have to be sensitive to as strategists, market participants, company investors. So, you know, it's it's not it's worth our time to get to speed on this. And David, what are the conclusions from the wealth management perspective? Uh, are there, is this just, uh, you know, you buy FireEye and uh, uh, cloud companies and call it a day and hold? Or is there something specific uh, in terms of how to uh, get exposure to this from an investing standpoint? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, in, in terms of going out and dealing with the, the cybersecurity vendors that are out there, yeah, they're important in terms of providing solutions. But I think, you know, and what we're trying to work on uh, as a further evolution of this report, it's kind of a springboard here, is to come out with a, a cyber vulnerability index where we'll look, you know, at company domains or sectors uh, and see where have we had the most breaches. I, and, you know, there is an exhibit in the report that looks more on a sector basis at about the 12 different sectors. Uh, that the breaches seem to be higher than the global average in. Uh, you know, not surprisingly, social media is a, a big category, uh, but also pharmaceuticals uh, as well. You know, financial services, you'd think historically would be the main target of cybercrime, but surprisingly, it's really more average. Um, so we've got more work to do here, which we're going to push forward on. Uh, and so, yes, investors could play by buying the cybersecurity vendors. Uh, but we think it's probably better as part of their overall assessment is to do a deeper due diligence dive in, in talking with company managements and just see exactly what they're doing.